News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. The Israeli uh, Defence Forces have claimed responsibility for the strike on the refugee camp in Gaza, claiming they were targeting a Hamas commander. Uh, we're joined by Bell True, international correspondent uh, for The Independent in Tel Aviv. Bell, what do we know about this attack? Well, it was. It took place yesterday, and as we can see from the footage of the aftermath, the craters are absolutely huge. It took out, according to the uh, Interior Ministry in Gaza, it took out twenty houses, and the death toll is in the hundreds. Um, Hamas said that there were four hundred dead and injured in um, this camp area. Uh, the Israeli forces have said that they were taking out a key top Hamas commander. And that they were also targeting the terror network, the terror tunnel network, they call it, sorry, underneath uh, this, these buildings, and that dozens of other operatives were also killed. But of course, the biggest question today is proportionality, because if hundreds of civilians were killed, and you can see the footage of children being dragged out from underneath the rubble, women, um, the elderly, you know, what is the justification for taking out 20 houses for a single commander? Um, and I actually asked that of the Israeli military last, yeah. what, last night. What was their, what was their response? Well, I directly asked them, do you believe this is proportionate? Of course, proportionality is part of international law. And if it's not proportionate, then it's a violation of international law and possibly a war crime. The answer was that they were targeting a key top Hamas operative who they said was responsible for planning parts of the 7th of October uh, massacres, that there were dozens of other, um, they claimed there were dozens of other um, Hamas militants with him in this underground network. And so they didn't quite say it was proportionate, but they said that they, uh, you know, in, in the aftermath, they believed it, it was basically. But of course, from the Palestinian side, it's a huge death toll um, in, a, in a situation where the hospitals where they're treating the wounded are struggling. They're running out of medical supplies. They're running out of fuel. They're literally treating people on the ground without anesthetic, without morphine. It's just absolutely horrific. And you know, they say the death toll is 400, which is huge. Okay. Um, it just, what do we know in relation to the release of hostages and, and Hamas's offer uh, yesterday that they, they may release some hostages? Is that seen as being a genuine offering or what, what is the take on that? From, from Israel's side, they have said repeatedly, and I've been speaking to government officials and military officials on and off the record, they will not negotiate um, a ceasefire in exchange for hostages. They want the unconditional and immediate release of hostages. So that has been the line they at least have been saying publicly. Of course, there might be you know, things being said behind uh, closed doors. But I think um, you know, Israel has made it very clear that they do not want to have the you know, release of hostages connected to a ceasefire and they will not um, allow a ceasefire. So at the moment, you know, Qatar is doing a lot of the mediation of this. So far, the last four hostages that were released were released you know, essentially unconditionally with, without t- tied to anything at all. Um, so we'll have to see what comes you know, in, in the coming days. Uh, briefly, Bell, just before you go, um, do we know what is happening at the, at the Rafa crossing? Uh, it, it was expected to open today to some degree. Just in the last few minutes, people who are at the Rafa crossing have said that they have seen people with foreign passports being able to cross and some critically injured people leave through Rafa crossing into Egypt. And this is one of the plans at the moment is to have hospitals basically in Sinai to treat the most critically wounded because, of course, the hospital system, the healthcare system in Gaza has essentially collapsed. So at the moment, we are seeing uh, you know, a handful of people coming across. I don't know how many is 
there is going to be allowed in one day. And of course, there are thousands of wounded across the country. Many are in the north and they can't get down to the south and they're under very heavy bombardment. So even if there are hospitals in Sinai, that's just not going to, you know, plug the gap. And that, you know, that is why the UN keeps repeatedly asking for humanitarian ceasefire. Okay. Bell True, international correspondent for the Independent in Tel Aviv. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. Let's bring in Bushra Khalid, uh, Oxford policy, uh, sorry, Oxfam policy leader in uh, Jerusalem. Uh, uh, Bushra, firstly, your reaction to that strike on the refugee camp? I mean, it's uh, it's uh, horrifying. We are we're monitoring closely. It's not clear right now the number of casualties. Uh, we have different reports. Um, but uh, there's so many people um, stuck under the rubble. Uh, and that is, you know, uh, we, we saw the images um, yesterday and today. And it's uh, tragic, really, um, knowing that half of um, Gaza's population are children. We can assume that half of um, those fatalities killed by Israel are probably children as well. Um, so it, it's devastating because many people in the north um, and in Gaza City, including um, my family, uh, are unable to go anywhere. They don't have anywhere in the South to go. The South is overcrowded. Um, and, and, and they're just basically moving from one place to the other. Uh, right now, my family is sheltering in Shifa Hospital. They had to leave yesterday uh, their home in, uh, in, in Gaza City and now sheltering in a hospital. So you know, people are finding shelter anywhere, um, uh, but there's no safe space. There's no there's no actual real shelter in Gaza um, because the, the the bombardment has been near constant. What is your um, what's your take on the Israeli Defense Forces um, claim that they were targeting a Hamas commander with this uh, with this targeting? With this Israel strike? has Israel has cleared UTs under international law. Um, the first one is to protect civilian pop- uh, population and um, as the occupying power um, over uh, Gaza and the West Bank, um, it, 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 its duties and obligations are very clear. Um, and proportionality, as your uh, colleague mentioned, it is one of uh, uh, the standards that it should be abiding to. And I'm not sure that um, bombing uh, uh Huge towers with 24 homes. Uh, families are large in, in Gaza. Uh, you know, they have uh, uh, many children. I'm not sure that um, uh, targeting 24 civilian homes is pro- a proportionate measure um, for uh, what the objective that they're seeking to achieve. Okay. Uh, killing children and, and civilians, I am not sure, is a proportionate measure uh, to, 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 to target military you know, infrastructure. Uh, can I ask you just before I let you go, Bush, about the humanitarian situation? Some reports you, you probably heard Bell saying there that the the Rafa crossing a, a, a limited opening it would seem. What is the humanitarian situation like in Gaza at the moment? The humanitarian situation is a tragedy. Um, people, I mean, are drinking salty water. They're having baths in the beach. Uh, there, there's no toilet. Uh, there's no showers. Uh, there's barely any food. There's very little bottled water. Uh, there's no electricity. They're in the dark. They've been shut off now. Uh, lines have been shut off since this morning. I have not been able to get in touch with my family since yesterday. Um, there's no internet. Uh, uh, people are hungry. They're getting sick from the water. My family was all sick yesterday. Um, and last week, because uh, drinking basically toxic water, 
um, and they're cooking in it as well. I mean, it's just, you know, and they have nowhere to go. There's no open borders because Israel refuses to open the borders. And the trickle of aid that's come in first, it's only been delivered in the south. Um, it's a fraction of what used to come in uh, to Gaza before the hostilities started. Now the need is so much great, greater. Um, and, 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 and there are over 20,000 wounded. And there are some people that are in such critical injury that they can't be evacuated to Egypt. Um, and we need medical teams in. It's not enough. It's, it is not enough. Um, and we have been saying it over and over again. Um, and, and, and we need the aid to come in now um, and a ceasefire now. Uh, it, it's, it, it's too late. There's been over 8,000 Palestinians killed. Um, how much does Gaza has to endure? How much more? Bishra Khalid, Oxfam policy leader in Jerusalem. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.